Welcome to the podcast, Life to the Fool, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. We are still on point number one. Motherhood is a Good land. And at the end of last session, we were talking on 1 Timothy 5.10 and all the wonderful good works of a woman in the home. And the first one the Bible talks about is that she brought up children. Do you remember how I told you that word means to nurture and to feed. And so feeding and cooking is so much part of motherhood. Now, ladies, I know that cooking meals can often be like an interruption in your day. But I, I, want, I don't want you to look upon it as an interruption. Uh, I want you to look upon it as, as such a blessing. And this is part of your anointing of motherhood. I have always found raising our children, and even still today, I keep to the same format that I stop Whatever I am doing at a certain time, uh, usually no later than five o'clock, I will go to the kitchen to start preparing. And if I'm having company, um, people over for a meal and perhaps needing to do more preparation, I will start at four o'clock. And uh, we often don't eat till 6.30. It takes me a good at least hour and a half to prepare a meal and longer if I'm having a lot of people because I do love to cook lovely meals and not just for visitors but for my family. I love to cook lovely meals. Don't you think, ladies, that everything we do should be lovely? Why just put just throw some stuff on the table and why not make it lovely? I, I, I think you may have heard me say this before, but it, it changed my life. After years and years ago, I was watching uh, that movie called Babette's Feast. And in that movie, there was a line of this woman who was a great uh, chef. Um, but what was happening in the movie, she wasn't in her... Um, in her restaurant as a great chef. She was away from her country and she was working for these people. Um, and, uh, but she put on this amazing meal. And uh, there was this guy who'd been in the army. He was high up in the army and he'd been to her restaurant in France. And uh, this amazing meal reminded him of this restaurant. And he got up and he was giving a speech and he said, there was a woman who knew how to make every meal into a love affair. Wow, I heard those words. I've never forgotten them. And I thought, that is my aim. I want to make every meal a love affair. And so I want to make every meal lovely, not just the food. I want to make the table lovely. I want to make the atmosphere lovely. 
So everybody who comes wants to come and is going to just feel the atmosphere of the uh, table and, and of everyone sitting around together. And so it doesn't just happen, ladies. You have to make it happen and you'll have to stop what you are doing. You have to do that. We can get on to projects and, oh, this is what I want to do and, uh, you know, forget the meal. But there's going to be a hungry husband and hungry children. And if the meal's not ready, you're going to not have a very happy husband and you're not going to have very happy children. So anyway, um, what do you think, Christy? Yes, it can get a little chaotic if you don't stop with oh, you. By the way, yes, Christy's with me again. <laughs> yes. Yes, hello again. Uh, yes, the household can get a bit chaotic if the meal isn't ready when the hunger hits. And that is a lesson that I have had to learn that my amazing husband has been so patient with me as I love to sew and I can be up in my sewing room all day, every day, if I if I wanted to be. And, and I do have my children up there with me, but sometimes I forget to stop and I myself might even forget to eat. <laughs> but I he has had to show me, yes, you are, you are so good at sewing at what you do, but you should probably learn how to come down and make us a meal every once in a while. Like he just showed me that there needed to be order in our home and that there were priorities and cooking meals was a much greater priority than sewing. So he taught me how to make priorities in the home and I do have to stop what I'm doing. I, I do have to purposefully, I like what you said though about having a specific time. Mm. I probably should do that when I get home. Set an alarm, <laughs> it's four o'clock, it's time to go down and start yeah. the meal. <laughs> yes, but we do have pretty specific eating times in our home because like I said, we, we do like order. Mm. Um, we like things to run smoothly. Mm. So we do our breakfast at a certain time and then we'll have a snack before lunch usually mm. just to get them over. And, um, but they all sit at the table when they eat. So mm. that makes things easier. Everybody has the same snack. Everybody's done. Nobody will be ready for food until lunch. I won't have some children fed and some not fed and who ate what and that that just kind of makes things a little hard in our house and then we have lunch and um it's the dinner time that sometimes slips my mind but um learning and it's been it's been pretty cool being living in our camper because it's just um we're in such a tight space and it's been really fun just getting to cook in this teeny tiny little kitchen with all of my children around and my girls help and um, things are still going very smoothly. And so anyways, yes, we we do love to give them good food and make sure everybody's fed because when everybody's fed, they're happy. <laughs> yes, it is definitely a way to keep everybody happy, isn't it? Amazing how food keeps everybody happy. And we continue looking at this description of this woman in the home and the good works that she did. So if she has brought up children, the next thing 
if she has lodged strangers, if she has shown hospitality. This was another criteria of a woman that they were going to support. Now, Paul said, if this woman has lived this lifestyle, I want you to look after her in the church and provide for her. But she has had to have lived this lifestyle, which reveals that this is the lifestyle that God has for his women. And so it starts off in the home, and then it's reaching out in hospitality. Do you notice that also involves cooking and food? Mm -hmm. So much part of our lives. You can't show hospitality without preparing a meal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that's why some people maybe don't show as much hospitality as they could. But it's, um, this is what the God says here. He's showing that this is the lifestyle that we're meant to live. And hospitality is not something that, you know, well, maybe I might do it someday. Or, or I know those people, they're so good at hospitality. That's their gift, but it's not my gift. No, the Bible talks about it in his word, and, and it says that we are all to be given to hospitality. We are to love hospitality. The early church, they met together uh, daily in each other's homes. And so I think we need to come back little by little to that lifestyle. It's a beautiful lifestyle. It makes life so exciting. You can never be bored if you have hospitality. And then it goes on, if she has washed the saints' feet. And so... What's that talking about? Back in Bible days, when people came to your home, they'd been walking the dusty roads. And so usually it was the task of the servant to wash their feet before they came in to the rest of the house. But here it says that she washed the feet. Mm -hmm. And once again, that's talking about people coming into your home. And... If people are coming into your home, you're not going to sit them down on a chair to look at the walls. You're going to get them something to drink. You're going to feed them. So once again, we're talking about food <laughs> and cooking. And uh, God says it's a good work. And then it goes on. And it says, and if she has diligent, no, if she has relieved the afflicted, She's reached out to the poor and the needy, either bringing them into her home or going out to take um, provision to them, which will usually be food. So, <laughs> yes. once again, it's food. Yes, yeah. preparing food, not just for your family, but those who are in need. There's, you know, a family, the mother is sick, or maybe the child is sick. And, and so you're going to make a meal for them and take it over to them. And uh, you, you're relieving and, and nurturing and helping the afflicted. And you can't do that without making food. <laughs> so there it is again, just food, food, food. <laughs> so you might as well get with it, ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, yes, and then it says, if she has diligently followed every good work. So all these things are called good works. Amen. Yes. So anyway, um, Christy, we were talking in our last session 
about that word submission because that's another one of the good things that um, the young women are to do, to be submissive to their husbands. And you said, oh, I got something to share about that. So you, you <laughs> must tell us in this session. Yes. So I had to learn some hard lessons in submission. Um, I did learn in the end that it is amazing and freeing. Um, but to get there was a very, very, very rough road. Um, I was not being submissive to my husband as he wanted to move away from our hometown, our home state to a totally different state. This is after we had five children at the time. And, and I basically was just saying, nope, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> he wanted to move and I was not gonna go there. So um, our family fell into some some pretty bad hardships at that time. He ended up having to go through some um, surgeries, which afterwards he was placed on pain medication. Um, he became addicted. I don't know what other word to use. I mean, yeah. he became dependent and addicted to these pain medications to where he was getting them illegally. Um, and all of this without me knowing. Um, so when it came to light, um, you know, our family was being torn apart, completely torn apart. Um, and, you know, that's the enemy. Yeah. I wasn't living a life sold out for the Lord. He wasn't living a life sold out for the Lord. We weren't recognizing the things that were going on even in our own household. Um, and this all, the Lord has showed me, came from my unsubmission, um, even to the point where I would be laying in bed with him next to me and he'd be asleep and I knew he needed prayer and healing from this addiction that he had. And I did not want to pray out. The Lord wanted me to pray over him, put my hands on him, pray out loud for his healing. And the Lord's voice was so loud in my head. And I so did not want to pray out loud over my husband that I would go out to my balcony so that I would plug my ears. I didn't want to hear the Lord telling me to do this anymore because I didn't want to do it. I didn't. So now I'm not even submitting to the Lord. He's telling me to pray for my husband and I'm running outside to plug my ears. Um, but it ended up in um, my husband being gone from our family. He, he was away. Um, and I ended up having to move out of our big, lovely house into a camper with four of our children. We had had five, but our little Andrew was in heaven already. And we lived in our camper and my husband lived three and a half hours away from us. Um, praise the Lord for this ministry though. It's called U-Turn for Christ and it's in California. And, uh, uh, he was able to go to this ministry where they cold turkey you. They don't try to get you off of medication by using medication. They get you off of your addiction by sharing the word of God with you and praying over you and making you work very hard. Um, so in all of that, the Lord healed my husband um, during that time of not having my husband at my side with me. All I could do was to lean on the Lord and his word. So now I had this new, new hunger and thirst for the Lord 
in his word and prayer. And so I was a new woman because I, w- I wasn't anywhere without my Bible and my journal. I prayed out loud on every drive I went on. I just would just, this is how I would pray. Like I'm speaking to you now. I just pray, pray, pray. And, and I saw the Lord heal my husband. Praise the Lord. Because like you, we talked about before, there are a lot of people who go into that and don't come out of it. And so it is a miracle that the Lord healed him from that and that the Lord has continued to bless our family and that we've been able to go on in our marriage and be able to go on continuing to have children. And so, you know, the rest has just been such a blessing. And from that, after he finished with his, um, his rehabilitation, the Lord just threw blessings in our path. I mean, just here you go. You're going to work at the the conference center and, and be the groundskeeper and at this amazing Christian retreat. And then from there, the Lord moved us to Montana in a very miraculous way. And this time I went very willingly wherever he, wherever the Lord directed my husband, I was right behind him ready to, I knew, I knew that that consequence came from unsubmission and then my unsubmission to the Lord to pray for him. Um, and, and so, yes, I just, I realized, thankfully, that submission was a good thing. Yes, yes, that's beautiful. Thank you, Chrissy. And now you and Chad are the parents of 12 amazing children. You could never have dreamed that at the beginning, could you? Oh, no. No, no. I never would have ever imagined this being my life. But... Yeah. I'm glad that it is this way because what I might not have had planned for myself, um, another submission is the Lord opened our eyes after we were already pregnant with baby number four, that the womb was to be submitted to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Just as our lives, we submit to the Lord. We can't hold this back. Mm -hmm. This is to be submitted to the Lord. He showed us that through his word. And oh my, are we thankful because... Mm -hmm. That is one of the things when I'm sitting in our tiny little camper right now, we're all around the table. I see all of their faces so close together and I see their faces and it just melts my heart. These are my children. I am so blessed. So wonderful. You are so rich. I mean, just all these beautiful children there are no greater riches are there Uh, last night um we had a wedding rehearsal for ben and chanel ben and cherish who are getting married on saturday and uh, she's marrying ben who is one of not 12 children but 12 sons Mm -hmm. and um, i did a podcast a a few months back with cassie it was the um mum of 11 sons but now she is the mum of 12 sons. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Yes. 12 sons. It's so great. And they're all just such beautiful young men too, right down to little ones. Yes. So the land of motherhood, it is such a good thing. And God wants us to be doing good things in our home. Acts 10.38 says, Jesus went about doing good and healing all those that were sick. Well, Many of us, we just go about doing, but he wants us to go about doing 
good. And even when we're in the kitchen and preparing meals and doing the mundane things around the home, they're such good things because they're establishing a, a strong family life and, and you're building into making your family strong and great. So let's just finish with a few scriptures um, about good works again, and then I must finish this point. I don't think I'll take so many sessions on all the next points, so don't worry, ladies. <laughs> all right, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The previous verses tell us that we're not saved by good works, but when we're saved and born again, we are then saved unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So God knows your story. He he knows everything that's happened and he's brought you to your husband I love that you know I love going back to the beginning because it's in the beginning where we see the principles and I love it when God had created Eve and then the next thing it says and God brought the woman to the man such a beautiful thing God brings the woman to the man. And, you know, I look back and I think, I never thought of it at the time when Colin and I came together. You know, I just thought I saw this guy and fell in love. But, you know, I look back and see, wow, it was God. I mean, how did I work it out? I mean, he lived way, way, a long way from where I lived. And, and yet we, you know, miraculously met and and God just brought us together. You don't feel like that about every Tom, Dick and Harry. It's, he, just, he, he just makes it special for two people who come together. And he knows their destiny and what's going to happen. He knows the destiny of how he brought you and your husband together and the children he's given you. And he's ordained this before the foundation of the world. He knew everything. He knew the names of your children, children that you are yet to have. He knows their names and you haven't even decided them yet, but he knows. He knows because he is omniscient and he has planned everything from before the foundation of the world. And he says, I've just planned this for you to walk in it. So embrace it, lovely ladies. Walk in it. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So everything you do, you get up in the morning, you make your bed. Do you do that? <laughs> Even a busy mother? Yes. It's an important thing to do the little things, ladies, the little things. Even making your bed. You know, when you just make your bed, when you get up, it's a wonderful start to the day. You have already accomplished something and you've just 
you know, if you leave you just bare, open, in a mess, it's left, it's unfinished. So the first thing in the day, you've left unfinished. So you're making a habit for the rest of the day. Now, you make your bed, you've finished a job. So you're making a habit for the rest of the day, which you are teaching your children. So you're teaching them to make their bed before they even come out of their room. Such little things, but they... They just help to keep a home managed and, you know, in working order. And you're training your children from very tiny, as soon as they're able to do it, um, how to finish a job. First job, they start in the morning. They finish it. Otherwise, they learn to leave unfinished tasks. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we do it, every little thing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And giving thanks. Oh, is this some boring thing I have to do? No, we give thanks. Yes. We, we've just got to get, you know, living by the word, don't we? Because usually we live by our feelings and how we feel. Instead of living by how the word wants us to live. Um, <clears throat> James 2.26, faith without works is dead. James 4.17, therefore to him that knoweth, to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. My, that's been a challenge to me so many times. When the Lord has put on my heart something I should do or something I should do for someone or maybe even to go and talk to someone about something and you don't, ooh, <laughs> you don't really want to or you're a little scared they may be offended or whatever. But when we don't do those things, it's actually sin, which is a challenge to me. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Be encouraged, lovely, weary mother. I know you do get weary at times but keep on be encouraged be faithful and be glad that the end of the day will come and you'll have a good sleep <laughs> isn't it wonderful god gives us sleep oh it is so wonderful there are times at the end of the day that i can hardly keep my eyes open but it's amazing you have a good sleep and you wake up in the morning and you're ready to go again. It's just so amazing, isn't it? And uh, yes, so even if we get weary, we have renewing of sleep during the night to prepare us for another day. First John 3.18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Not just loving in words, but in deeds. Do you know that often <clears throat> we show our love by our work? And in working, we show our love. Because love is not just a feeling. It's actually work. Mm -hmm. And even in the home, to love our husbands, to love our children, it takes work. Work to keep the home in order. Work to keep the meals going. Work to keep on top of everything. Work to just serve our husband and, you know, care for all our children. It's work. Mm -hmm. But love is work. Mm 
if we love them, we are not complaining, oh, I've got all this to do and help me and poor me. No, we're loving it. And the more work we have, the more we're going to be showing our love. Yes. Okay. Second Thessalonians 2.17, we are to be established in every good word and work. And uh, I won't give you all the references to these. I'll put them in the trans transcription. We do transcribe every podcast. But the Word of God says that we are to be prepared unto every good work. We're to be equipped for every good work. We're to show ourselves a passion of good works. We are to be zealous of good works. That's a good one, isn't it? Zealous, yes. Really excited about it. We are to be ready to every good work. We are to provoke one another to good works. We must not neglect doing good. We must be careful to maintain good works. Wow, did you know there was so much about that in the word, which is continually exhorted and encouraged about doing good works. It's really quite amazing. Matthew 5.16, let, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Yes, in 1 Peter 2.12 says that they may see your good works, which they shall behold and glorify God in the day of visitation. Yes, Matthew 5, 44, do good to them that hate you. Matthew 12, 35 to 37 talks about speaking good words out of your heart. Luke 6, 35, do good and land, hoping for nothing again. Romans 12, 21, overcome evil with good. And Romans 15, 2, do good to build up others. And Ephesians 4, 28, with, uh, work with your hands. This is specifically, I think, to the fathers of the home, that they are to work with their hands to do good things, to have enough to even give to others. So God is really into work, isn't he? He's got some good words to the husbands too, which we didn't talk about today, that if a man uh, does not work or provide for his family, neither should he even eat. So God is very specific about working. So lovely mother, don't despair when you feel that all you're doing is working around the home. You know, you will love it when you change your attitude. If we look upon it negatively, oh, goodness me, life's terrible. But when we look upon it as I am doing this because I love my husband and I love my children and I love the Lord and I just want to serve him and I'm going to do it with joy and thanksgiving. Wow. Well, your whole attitude has changed and every moment is exciting and wonderful. What do you say, Christine? Yes, I agree. <laughs> Great. And you found that's worked out in your home. 
Um, yeah, the attitude is a huge factor. If I have a stinky attitude, it's going to follow and my children are all going to be that way to each other. And Mm -hmm. if I wake up, I like to wake my children up by saying, rise and shine and give God the glory. (laughs) Open up the windows, let the sun shine in. And I'm really like that. (laughs) Um, but it helps to help my children to have a good, fun attitude. (laughs) Amen. That is a great way to start the day. I love that. Yes. Okay, ladies. Well, I think we'll finish now on this point number one, that the land of motherhood is a good land. It's not only good. Remember, I told you the word of God says it is an exceeding good land. Aren't you blessed to be part of a good land? Do you love it? Oh, yes. Begin to confess. I belong to the good land of motherhood. And next week, well, we will start on another description of the land. You're going to be so excited to find out all these wonderful descriptions. So let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you that you have given us a good land, an exceeding good land. Lord, you've told us even specifically the good things you want us to do in our land. We pray that you will help us to be faithful and, Lord, to do them with joy, to do them with thanksgiving, because we are doing everything unto you. We ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.